Hello and welcome to Management for Startups. Management for Startups is about learning management in small businesses and organizations between 2 to 50 people. My name is Cedric. This podcast is never longer than 15 minutes, so let's get started. So today we're going to be uh, closing uh, the mini-series that started this entire podcast, which is the bare minimum you need to know to be an adequate manager. And in this particular episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, what we've covered over the past Eight, I believe it was eight episodes. Um, we covered four techniques, and we covered uh, sorry, four techniques, one hidden technique, and a philosophical lens or a framework for evaluating all of management uh, that that stretches far beyond this just this mini series alone. So I'm going to summarize that quickly, and then I'm going to talk about next steps. Right, I'm not, I'm going to talk about uh, next steps for those of you who don't want to listen to the podcast. Right, you're just listening to this because you were you came here from the starter manager guide on managementforstartups.com, uh, and you just you know you want to get on with your life. Uh, you just want the bare minimum and then go back to whatever it was that you were uh, good at before you became a manager, be it programming or designing or marketing. Um, And also, I will also be talking about next steps for those of you who are going to continue listening to the podcast if you so happen to have a podcasting habit, uh, podcast listening habit. (laughs) So just to cap off and summarize everything that we've covered, um, we covered five techniques, well, four techniques to be exact, and a fifth hidden technique that we've mentioned here and there in, in while covering the four other techniques. And the four techniques were delegation, training, prioritization, and doing one-on-ones. And the fifth hidden technique is giving feedback or guidance. But I mentioned that you are going to learn that, uh, we've, met, we've talked about it here and there over the last eight episodes, but I mentioned that you are going to learn that anyway, as long as you start putting the four uh, techniques into practice. Um, and we also covered uh, one uh, framework for seeing every single management technique under the sun, which is what is the manager's job? And the manager's job is to increase the output of the team. Um, I've also explained in that episode like why it's so important to use this framework or this lens as a north star for uh, looking at all of management or and every kind of management technique that you encounter in your entire management career. So just to recap, delegation is a, a core part of being a manager. Uh, I think that most people know that you have to learn how to delegate if you want to be effective at management. Um, And then we covered training because we learned that training and delegation are two halves of the same process. You can't delegate well if you don't train your subordinates. And the reason for that is because if you don't train them or you learn how to train them, then you won't trust your subordinates to put out work that you've delegated to them that will meet the same quality and speed as if you were to do it yourself as an individual contributor. And in most startups, uh, if you are a manager, you probably were a really good individual contributor at first, which means that you're probably really good at whatever job it is you're about to delegate to your subordinates. So it's super important to train them and make them more capable if you want to delegate more and more complex, difficult tasks to them. Uh, after that, we covered prioritization. And prioritization is hugely important because if you were an individual contributor, uh, you probably had what is called a maker schedule where you had long, uninterrupted stretches of time where you could just implement or work, whether, whether you know that's programming or training, oh, sorry, <laughs> programming or designing or marketing, right? You had long stretches to execute those tasks. But now as a manager, you basically have a lot of randomness in your schedule. You have a lot of little sort of meetings and uh, horrible little, fractured 
uh, activities that sort of pull you away and don't allow you to focus. And prioritization is a huge part of like being able to maintain your sanity in the face of this sort of crazy manager schedule where everything's sort of chopped up and fractured and spread across the entire day. Um, and we talked about how prioritization is basically using the framework of the manager's job. Like every activity that comes in, you just basically look at it and say like, oh, you know, does this uh, actually... Uh, increase or decrease the output of my team and how can I do more of the things that increase the output of my team and how can I do activities that prevent decreases or disruptions to the output of my team. And that's prioritization, which is hugely important uh, to maintain your sanity and probably will make a huge quality of life change, a difference for you if you start implementing it immediately. And the final technique that we talked about, and I think I've mentioned this during the podcast as well, is one-on-ones. And I spent three entire episodes on one-on-ones because one-on-ones are not a normal management technique. Uh, managers in other industries outside of tech will probably go their entire management careers without ever needing to do a one-on-one or ever needing to know what a one-on-one even is. Uh, and I, I mentioned how that one-on-ones actually do incur a huge time cost. And I gave like a metric for like or motivation for why you should consider doing them. And the reason you should consider doing them is to prevent blow-ups or emergencies from happening because one-on-ones are a out-of-band information channel for you to uh, find out what's going on at the low levels of your organization and figure out like, you know, what potential problems might emerge that might cause the output of your team to be disrupted or you know your schedule from being disrupted. And yes, one-on-ones are useful for other things like getting to know your people and building trust and motivation. But the primary concern of a one-on-ones is to get information and to have information exchange between subordinate and manager. So that those are the four techniques. I also covered uh, the fifth technique, feedback. I sort of mentioned here and there like how to think about giving feedback and guidance to your subordinates. Uh, but to be honest, I can't really go into great detail on feedback and guidance because I can probably make, I don't know, 10 episodes on giving feedback and guidance uh, because it's such a huge topic. And I probably will like in, in future episodes on this podcast. But I think it's important to just sort of take a step back and remind, remind ourselves that this mini series really is the bare minimum. It really is just whatever is necessary to sort of like get you a adequately effective in management so that you can go back and have a suitable balance between your IC work and your management work in the chaos of a startup life. Um, but it is really the bare minimum. So for those of you who are here only just to listen to this mini-series, maybe you came in through the Starter Manager Guide, which is at managementforstartups.com slash start, um, and you are here only because the episodes link directly to the, each, to the, you know, the corresponding podcast. Uh, I will say that you don't have to listen to the podcast if you're not a normal podcast listener, but I will give you pointers regardless on what to think about on where to go from here. Um, and if you are going to continue with the podcast, then I'll, I'll talk to you at the end of the episode so that, you know, to sort of, because you probably will listen on anyway. So if you don't want to continue with the podcast, I will say two things. The first thing is that uh, the techniques that you uh, learn here will take, from my experience, between six to eight months to master. Uh, you can always come back and listen to the podcast. The podcast episode is only 15 minutes long. Um, each episode is only 15 minutes long. Or you could go to managementforstartups.com and you go to you know the starter manager guide. Uh, every technique that I've talked about on this podcast is available there, and you, it's probably easier to sort of skim the text, right? Instead of just um, listening to the podcast and scrubbling through uh, the episode. Um, the second thing I want to say is that 
even if you go on and you, ref- you, you you don't read anything else that I've done or you you don't listen to any of the other podcast episodes or watch the videos that I'm going to put up, um, then you just need to remember that the way to get good at management for your unique situation, your unique company, is to keep the manager's job as your North Star at all times. In the future, whenever, if you have the opportunity to have mentors, if you have the opportunity to have uh, uh, people who can teach you management ropes, or if you have peers who are managers and you sort of dig their brains for techniques, uh, or even if you encounter new management techniques on blogs or books, ask yourself, how has this technique helped the author of this technique, the, the, the originator of this technique, increase the output of his or her team? And how can I adapt this technique to increase the output of my team in my organizational context, in my unique industry, my unique company? And the reason this is important is because, I mean, we are using the lens of increasing the output of the team because I believe that every management technique under the sun that you encounter ever in your entire management career can be seen through the lens of how does it increase the output of my team? Even as we're using that lens, we need to remember that management is um, different from other skills because it is about an organizational context. An organizational context can be really different depending on the industry, depending on the business model, depending on the organizational structure, the politics, the internal culture, so on and so forth. Um, and so when you see a management technique, you need to apply a degree of critical thinking, of, of sort of looking at it, why, what are the deep principles that allow this to work in my friends or in this other manager's uh, context, and how can I adapt it to adapt to my, the realities of my organizational context, right? So... If you just remember that and you apply this like through trial and error slowly in your management practice, every week you sit down and you do uh, what I recommend, I think in the management uh, uh, framework episode, I recommended that you should sit down, make time every week to sort of just ask yourself, did I increase the output of my team or did I decrease it? If I decrease it, how can I prevent that from ever happening again? If I did successfully increase it, yay, celebration. But at the same time, are they, you know, other things that I can do to further uh, uh, increase the leverage that I've created, the positive managerial leverage that I've done. Um, and if you do that, I think the secret here is if you keep doing that every week, week in, week out, making tweaks uh, every time you fail or succeed uh, and, and asking yourself other variations of this technique that can increase my results even further, I guarantee you that over the series of months, you will become a good manager. Uh, This is how I got good. This is how I believe every manager gets good because even if you have guidance, you're still going to need to put this into practice. You're still going to need to figure out the nuance and the variations uh, of of actually putting this thing into um, practice in your organization and seeing the results from it. And I think if you take a step back and think about it, this makes a ton of sense because reflecting and experimentation and then after that, uh, acting and reflecting and modifying your, your experiments according to the feedback and the results that you get, this is the core of deliberate practice. And there is a huge amount, I think two decades worth of research that shows the way to expertise, the way to becoming an expert in any skill is through deliberate practice. And deliberate practice really only has two components. The first one is reflection uh, plus experimentation. Uh, and then the second component is clear, immediate feedback. So I will say that management doesn't have clear immediate feedback compared to tennis or compared to football. You don't have like clear feedback on uh, the outcome of your shot or the outcome of your technique. And But that's just, you know, that's just the reality of it. That's just the reality of management. Uh, but you still need to make up for it with adequate in, uh, reflection and adequate introspection. Like you need to go deep and sort of say like, 
uh, it's easy to sort of say, oh, I did this thing and therefore it wasn't very effective. But it's more tricky uh, to sort of understand that, oh, this problem that happened, happened because six months ago, I made a mistake. I made a decision that only came in to affect the entire team and to destroy the output of the entire team uh, now six months later. But that's the reality of it. And you do have to be able to sit down and ask why enough times to get to the root cause of a problem. And I think this is actually quite doable, right? I think most people are quite able if they make a weekly commitment to sitting down and reflecting on the outcomes of their actions and the outcomes of trying out new management techniques or new modifications to process and management approaches, uh, which is what I'm recommending here. So that's for those of you who uh, don't want to listen to the podcast anymore. This is, uh, you just want to listen to the mini series and then get on and live your life. And that's perfectly understandable. For those of you who are going to be continuing listening to this podcast, uh, I will say that um, further episodes will cover other techniques that aren't the bare minimum. They could still be basic techniques. Like for example, how to fire someone is probably a really basic technique that every manager has to figure out sooner or later. How to... Uh, hire someone, how to create an efficient and repeatable hiring process and what principles to look for, uh, especially given you're in, probably in a startup and you probably are resource constrained, you don't have a lot of money to hire people, right? All of these things are I, I regard as relatively basic, but they're not the bare minimum because they're not going to immediately affect your quality of life and your output and effectiveness as a manager. Um, and I think further along, I think further along, further down the line, uh, I will start covering more and more advanced stuff like guidance and the nuances of giving guidance and feedback. Uh, I'm also going to cover like little tricks and techniques that I've learned from managing clients or managing bosses, uh, because part of the role of the manager, I believe, is to sort of get enough organizational context and protect uh, your team uh, from unnecessary company bureaucracy, right? Which just happens in any company of any size. So. These are episodes that I'm going to cover throughout this entire podcast series, um, but I just want to take a like a deep breath here and sort of celebrate the fact that we've ended the bare minimum series. And I hope this has created a, some amount of value for some of you that you can go out and, and it doesn't take a lot of time to sort of just start applying this and start seeing results. Uh, and I know this because I've trained my managers use the basic course. Now, it only take like it only takes a couple of months or a couple of weeks to sort of cover all these techniques. But then after that, it's just refinement. And every week we will sit down together and sort of ask like, what do you try that worked? What do you try that didn't work? What were you? What new thing or new variation uh, would you try this week? And I really hope that that's something that you're gonna experience, and I, that's something that's gonna really uh, make a difference in your practice. I wish you all the very best for those of you who are gonna stop listening to podcasts. Uh, Thank you very much. I'll see you next week for those of you who are going to listen in, continue listening. Uh, Cedric out.